but just short form video content has made steroids like much more normalized and yeah i used to i definitely prefer it to the era that like when i started getting into fitness when like everyone just lied about it you know what i mean uh so the example that i heard was if you like see a big lifter at a meet and they like have a second deadlift and it moves kind of slow and then you see that they just added like 40 pounds for their third and they come out and just yank it off the floor yeah. that was check drops and like life challenges in a very matter of fact way and it, it's like really comforting like it makes you feel like oh i have this problem and there's actually reasons why i feel this way and yeah. ways i can get out of yeah. it look at me and see how big i am look real Hey everyone, welcome to the Big Man's Cabana Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew J. Lepore, and uh, I think these two familiar faces have been on before. Mr. Roman Mustachio and Mr. Kyle Zesserman. Um, this was supposed to happen um, a couple months ago, um, but from you know just some life things kind of going on, we had to uh, postpone it. But today, we get them both. All in one spot, all in one cabana, even though it's... A basement with a lot of equipment and stuff. Anyways, um, but yeah, guys, what's going on? What's up, man? Nothing much. Yeah, talking to the, the microphone. Head. I heard none of that. Talking to the mic. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys. So, Kyle, you are a licensed a uh, massage therapist, yes, sports sir. medicine, and you just lift really heavy weights. Simple, simple existence. Yeah, <laughs> simple I existence. Used, I used to do that. Not anymore. Now you should, Back dude. in Kyle's day. <laughs> so, so, you, so you were saying before this that you're gonna be you're gonna be having this like great new big boy job. What's all that about? Uh, well, not if you can talk about. No, it. I can. I can even talk about it. Um, my third co-op at Drexel is coming up, and I got a few compelling offers and took one with uh, with Pico uh, through Exelon, like a middle management, people management position. So excited uh, for that. Are you gonna be in a suit? No, I'm not gonna be. It's gonna be remote still, <sighs> but. One of the reasons I wanted the job at Pico was, it, you know, all the offers I had were remote, which is good for me because I live in, out in media. And um, they said with Pico, though, like once, you know, once a month, once every other month, they'll do team lunches and have like lunch meetings out at like Fogo to Chow and King of Prussia. Oh, and I heard Fogo to Chow and I was like, <laughs> sign me up. Yeah. That's <laughs> a fat boy's dream. I know, right? It's incredible. That's it's, like a $70 dinner, too. It's incredible. It's I was. This is this is the greatest thing that could have ever happened to me. Free Fogo to chat. Oh my god, dude! I was just I was just recently there too, and I also forget how much meat fills you like that. Very satiating. So, yeah. So I remember sitting there, and I'm like, like I like feel my brow, and I'm like, am I sweating? Yeah, the meat sweats. And Eric, and you have to remember too. It's like I'm like 317, 18 pounds. So like, you know, I'm I'm not a small man, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, I'm in a suit. I'm sweating. I'm eating f- meat. I look like a fat fuck. And I'm sweating at the <laughs> end of this breathing. table. And I'm like, this, this food. <laughs> so I'm very conscious of the fact that I look like an ogre. Just dripping. <laughs> or did you look like Chris Farley? <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so have you guys... Have, have you, I, I get that all the time. Have you guys seen like the one skate with him where it's like... Uh, Living, uh, he's uh, Matt Foley, the, uh, um, uh, what the the speaker? He's like a, uh, you, you live in a van down by the river? Oh, I've seen that skit. Yeah, of course. I don't know. That's an you F- live in a van. 
You've never seen that? I don't know. That's, that's a classic SNL skit. Looking like- I just saw a funny one where he was at like uh, watching the orcas, and he was getting splashed by the water. <laughs> so I need you to do me a favor, because I'm going to promise you right now, right behind you, that video is playing, and his dick is probably where your head is. So I'm just letting you know. Whose dick? The orca? Just watch the video when it's done. Oh, I didn't see um, the whole thing. Oh, no, no, no. You'll, no, I'm talking about down You're by the river. You're going to get green screen, uh, dude. All right. No, it's TV on a green screen, bro. Come on. <laughs> I'm just sorry. Joking. No, you're good. You're just... Yeah, we got a plasma screen back here. Dude, some people Jumbo always. Tron. So some of them was on. A little... I'm not gonna say who, but they were on recently, and they're like, "Oh, this is so cool! Like, when do the things come on?" <laughs> and I, oh. I then became very aware that they've never seen a green screen. So I think the person was waiting for like a projector to like yeah. sense the green screen. Oh my god! And I was like. No, like you're gonna get a raw footage of 4K on my phone, and then I'll later make it look pretty. You're yeah. gonna get a video. It's gonna look just like this, just what's behind you, and then later, you know. So, question for you guys then. So, when, so you both have been on. What is it like just getting like the raw footage? Like, is it weird like seeing yourself like on camera? For me, it's really weird because I, I I don't know. I hate listening to myself. I just like my voice. I hate my voice. I hate. I feel like, and then when I talk, I'm over analyzing everything and i'm like damn i just sound like an idiot i was gonna say the exact same thing it like do you remember the video i made you that was like the like driving on bench yeah i've never been more uncomfortable in my life than like posting that video like posting anything that's like me talking or being informational it's very uncomfortable for me was it just a voiceover over no it was a video can i reenact it on my end (laughs) yeah i need you to imagine the black bench in the gym okay Hey everyone, I'm making this video for Matthew Lepore. If you guys are learn want to want to learn more about uh, using your legs on bench, and it was fantastic. That was really informative. That sounds great. I felt, honestly. dude. I felt so it's loved. Just, it's, I, I get it. I, it's, I, it's weird. Tough. It feels weird when you're not used to it. And I don't know. When I see the raw footage, I always feel like I sound like a douchebag. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I sound. I, I don't know. I just I don't like hearing myself talk like yep. on video it's uncomfortable yeah, well if you I guys want i'm looking to start like a like a like a like a fitness thing right and i have like these little microphones so if you really want to like be just trying to spin me up yeah <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna make, make this whole video of me getting out of bed in the morning it'll be like the sound of silence but disturbed hello darkness here <laughs> <laughs> leave this podcast <laughs> Goodbye. So we can go to Power Build and film TikToks if you want. Well, I, that's it. As soon as you said the microphone here, that was the first thing I thought of. What? Power Build. Dude. Dude, I get self-conscious when I take like a Snapchat video and hear myself breathing in it. Like why you would put a <laughs> microphone on working out just breathing through reps is beyond me. And yeah, I don't know how sensitive. They must be super sensitive too because you literally, like you said, you hear every like ounce of air coming out of their, vo- out of their mouth. It is. I... That is a trend in fitness that is just beyond my level of comprehension. At well, this what point. about that one guy? Uh, uh, oh God, what's his name? Solik. Uh, Sam Mas- Solik. Yeah, Sam yeah. Solik. All his videos, he sounds like he's like one second away from like cardiac well, arrest. Cardiac arrest, more or less, probably is to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's a. So, how do you guys he, feel about him? I honestly, like, I've seen a few clips here and there. I've never watched any videos or anything. He just, well, he's like a teenager. Or is he 20. like 20? He's 20. And he's sauced to the gills, so. I, I mean, he, he's jacked so as jealous. fuck. I'm not, yeah, I'm not uh, hating on him. But. Hey, 
who am I to tell anyone else to live their life? It's just not the decisions I'm making. See, literally, you guys are the nicest people ever. <laughs> well, he I was hoping for some like pushback, and then they just exactly. You know, he actually is a really nice guy. Yeah. That makes me think, oh fuck that guy. There are other people that like I see, and I'm like, yeah, fuck that dude. Yeah. Like I, I don't yeah. care about <laughs> him at all. Yeah, I can think of many people, but I'm not gonna not in the business of just no, throwing anyone under the yeah, bus. We don't name drop here. It for is free. It is for free. It is funny though. I didn't realize until like the last like year or two how many people like actually like take steroids. Oh yeah. I didn't yeah, realize yeah. it was that big. And then like the amount of DMs and people like messaging me about like when Zach was on, and I straight up we were talking about steroids, and I straight up went, "All right, dude, so I'm just take it out to this." He goes, "I mean, if you want." And people were like, "Wait, what?" I'm like, "It's a, it's a joke." joke. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's I think the reason is because. People just assume that steroids make you jacked and make you look like you lift. If you don't lift and if you don't work hard, you're not going to look jacked. There's there's probably more people yeah. who take steroids and look like they fucking don't than people who take steroids and look like they take steroids. I would 100% yeah. agree with you on that front. Yeah. And I like, I feel like uh, I don't mean to be like, you know, the boomer, like TikTok's ruining the youth, but I feel like... Um, not necessarily even TikTok itself, but just short form video content has made steroids like much more normalized. And yeah. I used to, I definitely prefer it to the era that like when I started getting into fitness, when like everyone just lied about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you remember when like fake natties were like a huge yeah. like thing? Like, I definitely like where we're at more, but I don't like that like kids think it's okay to just fuck up their endocrine system for their 15 minutes of fame online like, yeah i feel like it's very short-sighted yeah the, like like the trend twins yeah 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 again i've seen them but nothing like i don't follow them i don't watch their stuff yeah. so i just see them and like sam's looking memes like that's really it like yeah. dude i love I, lo I love watching them because like in my head i just want to know what it's like because like i just want to live like a day in a steroid head, and oh, not yeah. have, but like not have to deal with the long-term consequences of that yeah. insane level of drug abuse. Well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want kidney failure? Like that's. <laughs> like, well, now that Dude, this is so bad, like I can't that. do it all the text and calls. Too bad. Yeah. Um, but um. No, nah, dude. Like, I, I just, I, I want to know what it would be like. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, obviously, you have like different benefits, but like. I want to know what's going through their head. Yeah. Because when I had Zach on, I was doing like a lot of my research. I was like, you just, you feel like you're on top of the world, but there's so many other things that are crumbling you down. And I just want to know what it'd be like just walk in the gym just to know, like, I'm just going to throw a brick shit house over my head. From what I've heard, because I've never done any drugs, but I have trained around a lot of people who have done a lot of, a lot of PEDs. Um, a lot of it doesn't do too much mentally. There's a few drugs that cross the blood-brain barrier. Like, Tren is one that Tren, does. Yeah. That's why it makes you such a degenerate so fast, right? Um, another one, I don't know if it crosses the blood-brain barrier, but I remember uh, someone that I, I trained with told me that uh, Halo is what they thought steroids would feel like. But, it yeah. like, you can only take it for, like, two weeks. Like, because it's such a highly toxic drug. Halo, what's Halo? Halo testing. Halo testing. It's just a very... Oh, that's an oral. Got it, okay. I have no I idea. I believe it's oral, I, and I... That's... Uh, apparently, that's, like, yeah, you take it, and you're instantly, one. like, lifting twice and as a, much weight. Apparently, like, like the ego blows yeah. up immediately. That's, like, a big meat day drug. 
that and Larry uh, Wills used to take that. You want to know a real meat day one is uh, check drops. You ever hear that? No. Yeah. Check drops. Uh, Dude, I'm an idiot. Holy shit! All right, check drops are <laughs> originally they were invented to regulate the menstrual cycles of female dogs, something like that, right? I, I but thought it was horses, but you might whatever be right. it is, it, some some animal, like not a human, yeah. right? And uh, it it is actually like the most anabolic substance ever created. It like it's nuts. And uh, so the example that I heard was if you like see a big lifter at a meet and they like have a second deadlift and it moves kind of slow. And then you see that they just added like 40 pounds for their third and they come out and just yank it off the floor. Yeah. That was check drops. And what? their half life is like super short as far as I like it. It's literally a dropper and you'll take it and it induces like rage and uh, like yeah. a blind rage. They also think that's what Mike Tyson took when he bit that guy's ear off. Mm. Um, Interesting. I, I forget where I heard that. I don't know if that's no, true. No, or I've not, never heard but, that, but that is interesting. I'll, I'll fact check it as we go through. But, Something like that. But yeah. it, whatever it is, check drops, you take them, and they hit you like right away. And it's it's supposed to be nuts. Yeah. But yeah, it's like you said, it's the half life is very short. Yeah. So you, it's like you would take it the day of, and the next day you probably have none you would, of it in your system. Either. You would take it like a few minutes before yeah. a big lift. Yeah, like, not, not even, even like, like in day the morning. Of. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's not something like like other drugs where you'll take them and cycle them it's like you take it then you take it at the fucking minute you know yeah so but they're also i've heard they're very hard to find like real check drops like a lot of it's just you know sugar water shit that yeah. people make in their bathtub yeah you well you can probably buy it for a lot of like peptides and steroids you can buy for like animal use only yeah like pet or veterinary use veterinary trend used to be huge i remember um yeah do you guys remember Kayla Woolham. That's what I, who yeah. I was just going to yeah. bring yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He posted on a story yeah. once. He was like, oh, I, ha I have this great source. You know, my dog's been doing yeah. really bad, <laughs> and dog. I've been getting him trend, and he dropped a link, and I was like, All right, nobody's believing this shit, right? Yeah. Like, this is – he's clearly just putting his trend source in his yeah. bio. Like, that's it. I mean, if you think about it, though, a lot of kids now, like, just they, – they, they just want to try it. Because a lot yeah. of the times, I, th I think t it's gotten to the point where they go, steroids are bad. They understand it's bad. But it's gone to the point where I think it's so desensitized where they go, okay, Larry Wheels or whoever, right? They know they're on steroids. So I think they know that. They're like, okay, but they're still fine. So they yeah. want to just – they'll see people yeah. like, like 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 the Trent Twins, right? Yeah. They're popular with the uh, with the youth. And um, the, they'll see that they go, yeah, well, they're fine. They're strong. They're big, yada, yada, yada. And then they see someone like Sam Sulek and they're like, okay, what's one cycle? Yeah. I mean, how many times have I gotten up from the bench or a squat bar and I'm like, oh, what's one cycle, you know? But I think a lot of these young kids are like, maybe, you know? I think there is a much broader issue than just the idea of steroids. And I see this a lot, not only with, like, the drug culture and fitness, but also the, uh, like, the coaching schema. Like, like what do you, mean? you know, yeah. like, in powerlifting especially – 20 year olds being coached by like 21 year olds you know what i mean and i think a lot of it is they're looking at the trend twins who are other 20 year olds and they're like close to that age or like 16 looking to them they're not looking at dudes that are older and have done all of it and yeah. it's run its course right like it's like having a like hiring a five-year-old to watch your three-year-old like that's kind of how i look at it right mm -hmm. like they're not looking at people who it's run its course like yes steroids are not as bad as people made them out to be for a very long time 
but they still do have side effects. They're very real. They just take much longer to run their course. Like, I think a lot of people are very good at rationalizing pushing that behavior off because they're not drinking, they're not doing other drugs, and they're very good at being like, well, this is just like the risk that I take. And they yeah. rationalize that risk that yeah, way because that they're sense. young, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, well, I'm, I don't drink, so like my liver's cool, but like I'm okay with these <laughs> other things. Like they're like, they're just okay with it, and uh, they're only okay with it because it doesn't hit them in the face right away. Like they, you don't get hung over from taking a shot of tests, and right? The, the That's opposite, fair. You feel better. Yeah, right? exactly. So. Right. Dude, but but just think about it one time. Y'all just take. Oh, I've been well, thinking about it for dude, a long you time. Fucking, if you take it one time, it's not really going to do you much good. You got to take it for a long time for yeah. that to get into your system. And okay, okay. So I have to. So I have to take it for a long time. That's what I say. So I should start now. I I have they, heard. Wait, real quick. They they always said the best time to start was twenty years ago. The second best. I think time they to say that more about like better today. programming. You know, okay, you can, or, or planting like, a tree or something. Yeah, or like you know better <laughs> lifestyle habits, not drug use. What were you going to say? What was I going to say? I don't know. Oh, I have heard. So, again, I've never done anything. I don't really know that much about it, but I have heard that you actually supposedly can run, like, one or two cycles. And if you do it properly, you can um, maintain a lot of the benefits. You're not going to keep everything, but a lot of people think, oh, if I take one cycle and then I stop, I'm going to lose it all. Um, yeah. No, apparently, from what I've heard, you can actually, if you do it smart and do the right thing and come off it properly with PCT, you can do a cycle and keep a lot of the gains. So that's actually one of the big arguments, um, like, against the harping on drug testing, right? Yeah. Like, the drug tested does not equal drug free, because when yeah. you take super physiological doses of hormones you have yeah. forever yeah, yeah, adapted yeah. to a level that a natural can mm -hmm. never compete with so even you know 10 years down the line you've reached levels that people who've never taken drugs cannot compete with yeah. that's also a thing with like the olympics when people they may not be on drugs on game day but mm -hmm. they've definitely done them to get to that point dude, look, and at, that's look at the whole icarus situation oh my god did icarus, you watch that yeah it, i actually never have no dude that was everyone should watch icarus yeah that was i learned about that from joe rogan I forget who I learned about that from. I think someone in lifting. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I know like the RP guys and like yeah. uh, Juggernaut. Like, they yeah, used to yeah. talk about that. Yeah. I mean, if you believe the Olympics are drug drug free, you probably still believe in the Tooth Fairy too. So yeah, it's it's, it's sincerely. But it, yourself there. What's wild is, and and this is one of the, one of the things I do kind of sort of feel bad for Russia and the whole aspect of like they are banned from doing certain things and competing, but it's also like. Every other, it's, that's like that's like you know you and I going to the gym right or the three yeah. of us going in, and it's like I got caught benching and none of us are allowed to bench, so I'm not allowed to bench. But then you two still bench and then we go to compete and you guys blow me out of the water, but I haven't benched. Yeah. Like you yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, so, that's, that's only like from the American perspective though. You know, yeah. Like when you go overseas, they're like, well, those fucking Americans are just taking all the drugs under the sun. <clears throat> that's why they're winning, right? Yeah. So it's it just depends like yeah. where you are and. Yeah. You know, a lot of it actually, a lot more of it is related to politics than you even think. Oh, um, oh, oh, absolutely. 100%. Really That's interesting. Where it all started. Yeah, really interesting thought. I read a lot of um, Soviet literature, and when you talk about like You're such an interesting person, I love <laughs> okay, it, dude. I love it. I love it. Not Soviet literature. Like I'm reading like like you know Soviet fairy tales or whatever. Yeah, I'm reading like Verkashansky and like oh, R. A. Roman and all them like uh, like Soviet sports stuff. And, um, dude, you're a phenomenon. 
Oh, he's the biggest nerd Dude, when it comes I know. to lifting, just, um, training. A huge dork. I thought I was. He, he, you blow me out of the water. I'm, all right, I I'm, love it. I'm gonna shut up now. I'm gonna let you. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Because I, uh, I, I've had these conversations with other people too, where they're just like, "Where did you come from? Like, what do you? I, I don't know." But aliens um, are real now. Sorry. Shut yeah. up, Matt. Good. <laughs> but uh, one of the things they talk about is um, the quadrennial cycle that a lot of periodization is based on, right? Not only does that come from the Olympics, a lot of communist Soviet social programs were four years in length. So when it oh. came time to look at long-term periodization for athletes, four years was just a, a number of time that made sense for them because it was already so ingrained in politics and therefore culture that when you look at the quadrennial cycle, yes, the Olympics were a huge part of that for athletes, but even for non-Olympic athletes, it just made sense to ha- organize your, your, period, your training periods into four-year No, blocks. that's actually – I did not know that. That's what I mean when like politics entangle into sports so much more than you know, even in things that are innocuous like yeah. that. Like there are more literal examples, like when you go to um like the reason the IPF and powerlifting has such a stranglehold is, you know, here there's a hundred powerlifting federations, it's a free market. But in other countries, governments are much more intertwined with athletics. So they may not allow federations that have untested divisions because they see that as encouraging steroid use. And that's why there's only the IPF in those countries, right? I never knew that. Dude, Seriously, it's that makes it's sense huge. though because that is the international, yeah, powerlifting fed. I think what we're gonna do next time we have you guys together is we're gonna fire up an IQ test, <laughs> and if you get I anything lower than two hundred, you're not allowed to lift anymore because I'm pretty <laughs> sure you're well over three. I hope you realize it's only for powerlifting. Like all of my. My fixation oh, dude, yeah. has been honed into something that will make me zero money. Like, I well, wish it was, yeah. like, computer science yeah. or something that was profitable. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. <laughs> okay, here's how you carry a Husafel this properly way. And then if, you, you know, if you're struggling at, like, 30 feet, this is how you're going to be, like, readjusting your body. Now, Matt, <laughs> I need you to do trigonometry. <laughs> okay. So, like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I understand. Well, it's funny. He's read Super Training, which is more or less a textbook this thick, and you've read it twice. I have two copies of Super Training, actually. I have. I have. <laughs> I didn't even know that. So, the reason I have yeah. two copies is um, there's two editions. Like there's, I think it's the fourth and the fifth, and the fifth has like a hundred extra pages. It's like, uh, like closing segment written by Verkashansky, and I had the fourth edition. And I knew the fifth was out there, and I found the fifth, and I think my girlfriend got it for me for Christmas. Because it's an it's an expensive book, like that was like a legitimate gift, and uh, it takes me a while it's to get through that. It's probably five six hundred pages. The fourth edition was four hundred, and the fifth edition was like five hundred sixty. Yeah. So it was it was a lot. So so speaking on like reading, have you guys read the Forty Eight Laws of Power? No, <laughs> no I have not. No, but I, I follow I Robert Greene. I listen to him yes. a little bit. Listen, good book. Of all things, you should read, and of all things, you're gonna feel like a scumbag reading. You should read that. Worth it, yeah. It's worth it. It's it's like if you if you if you find reading and things like this and like bettering your life in the gym, you're gonna feel like a scumbag reading it. The first time I the first time I read it and the first time I listened to it, um, I felt like an actual actual scum lord. Like an actual like I feel like I had to punch myself. Was like, it pointing out things that you've been doing and you're like, Oh, I am a piece of shit? Or was it just like no no no, no. you're like, like getting works. ideas of how it was to like do getting things. ideas and now, now you can be a piece of shit yeah so like that was the thing I like I'm learning I, how to be so much more manipulative this yeah. is Dude, great yeah. no fam listen so I was I was I was like reading it like, I read like I, I forget how many pages and I'm like 
oh my god you can treat people like that like, <laughs> like <laughs> you're so pure and i was like it was you like it was like, like your 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 friends are gonna, it, uh, I forget what law it is. There's like twelve or something like that. It's like your friends are more likely to stab you in the back and flip on you, but an enemy, a loyal enemy, will forever be loyal because it has nothing to prove and everything to gain. So yeah. therefore, if you have no, and he literally says, if therefore, um, I'm 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 gonna butcher the quote. Like, therefore, if you have no enemies, seek forth and create enemies because enemies are more loyal than friends. And I went, oh my god. And yeah. then it was like how to gain absolute power through control of unders. It's like uh, you you make the person that like uh, like 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 the king, right? You make him think his power and his reign and his work ethic is so much better than you build him up, but really you are doing better than him, and mm-hmm. then you just keep building him up and letting him fall. So then what happens? The person who was so loyal to him, he puts you up, and then you destroy him. The literally is to tell you to ultimately like there's no beating them. It's you destroy and like it's a fuck kill up. them. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's interesting yeah. because that makes a lot of sense. I listened to this guy, uh, Doctor John Demartini. You ever heard of him? I can't say I have. Rings a bell, but probably um, from you, honestly. He yeah. So he I don't I didn't know what he did for a long time. He used to be a chiropractor actually, and then through all of his whatever learning he started getting into more like psychology and that kind of thing and he's not like a motivational guy but he puts kind of he just kind of puts life and like life's challenges in a very matter-of-fact way and it's like really comforting like it makes you feel like oh i have this problem and there's actually reasons why i feel this way and ways i can get out of it yeah and he says so like you said you like put him up to make him fall down and that's one of the things he talks about is just like kind of the natural balance of of nature is like anytime you inflate yourself you're automatically unconsciously going to engage in habits that push you back down to where who you to be who you truly are yeah and that's an interesting way to look at it Mm -hmm. i like that yeah that's that's the cool thing about him i i would definitely recommend you guys both Mm -hmm. check him out because it's like literally just the things that you deal with and you're like, oh, why do I have to deal with this? There's And you feel helpless in these situations. And he's just like, well, it's pretty simple. Like, you are expecting this outcome and this is the reality of it. So change your perspective and change what you're doing. And that's the result. Like, I like that. Yeah. That's awesome. There is like this uh, – there's this one whole thing too that I saw. Actually, I, I had to go in deep thought of it because of TikTok. Listen, you you laugh, but the, you can learn some stuff. So there is no this absolutely. Whole, so, so there's okay. this whole thing, and I did do my own research on it, and I'll put it up on the big plasma screen TV we have behind us here. Um, it was like the reason it's if you have like toxic relationships mm-hmm. when you are like like before your current partner, you are so in love with them. Yeah. But what it does is it's that oxytocin, that dopamine level of infatuation. just infatuation of just this toxicity that you're so used to. This you have to check your phone. Is she cheating on me? Is she doing this? Or is he or he? I don't judge you. Um, and then it's like you're with someone who is like healthy for you. And you don't have that same like oxytocin, dopamine, yeah. and whatever, and all this like rendering in your body, and none of it's happening. And then you question, are you really in love with them? There's a guy. And this is totally not an academic person. His Instagram is Dan Henschel, and he makes these, like, satirical wait, videos. Wait. 
I think he's hilarious. I think a lot like of, long hair, maybe a mustache or something. He he has had a mustache at some point. He's uh, recently got rid of the mustache and shaved his hair. Okay, then he's like so. a therapist, and then he like masquerades as like a priest or a doctor or a pilot or like oh, whatever. But one of the things he does <laughs> is he makes these great videos of like how I get my girlfriend to love me more, and it's all manipulation. It's all like terrible. <laughs> yeah. And one of the that. ones he did, almost like exactly what you're describing, that relationship is he's like happiness is relative right so if i make you super he's like you know if your baseline is here and i bring you flowers you're here but if i make you really sad and i bring you flowers the net gain is better yeah, and it's that. exactly what you're I've describing yeah. right like because that's... someone's so awful to you when they are good it feels that much better but like if someone was good to you all the time it doesn't feel as good when they're yeah. really good to you because it's always well, good. It's, it's called love bombing like and that's yeah. the thing is um so like i didn't know this is when i like look at my relationships i'm like dude i'm a bitch that i let someone do that to me and Isn't then nuts I, yeah right? and i and i never realized it because it's like because i treat like a lot of my relationships like 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 my friends you know it's like yeah. hey bro like, you, you know but like they would you know do like nice things and then all of a sudden i'm like oh man like they went to a party without me probably getting smacked on by other dudes with bigger dicks than me you know and then and then i find out like you know or like i just get called like a piece of shit i'm like oh damn oh but babe i got you ice cream like oh fat boy love ice cream <laughs> and i'm like going like this but then it's like you know you're with someone you're like oh ice cream this is cool another negative shit and you're like oh man you know it's yeah. it's kind of like that kind of relative happiness thing i forget who did the study but there was a study done and it was it said that the happiest people in the world ever were in soviet block era czechoslovakia and one of the biggest reasons that like the, the reasons that they cited were life was good but it wasn't too good right like maybe they didn't have meat once a week for dinner but when things went wrong they had someone to blame it was well the fuck it, the russians you know they fucked up the the farm they fucked up the cattle again that's why yeah, we don't have yeah. meat this week or whatever and they always had like a utopia that looked like it was just in reach. And for them, I want to say it was like West Germany or whatever, right? It was like there was like – it looked like they had a goal that they could ascertain to. So the keys that they said to like fulfillment and happiness were life has to be good but not too good. Like you have to be surviving, right? But you can't be – you can't have no like problems thriving. in your life. Yeah. yeah. Usually having someone to blame makes people way happier. And having something that is oh, dude, just close enough to make it seem attainable but you probably won't ever really get there <laughs> – you always have something to chase. So you always have something to look forward to, right? Yeah. And that they said that was what made like the happiest population ever. Oh my god. Which I thought was nuts, right? Because it was like it was not it a great place to live. Intuitive yeah. At face value, but that's like, I guess that's kind of like um, what like the Marcus Aurelius quote: like we suffer more in our mind, like in imagination, yeah. than in reality. And I think coming back to like you said earlier with like TikTok and just like the short form content. Like, everything's so consumable, mm -hmm. and our lives are so good that we have to create so many problems for ourselves. And that's that's why I agree with you on yeah. so many levels. And we could get into a lot of different problems. rabbit holes on that, but there are so many people whose lives are so soft and comfortable, and they have no real problems that they need to create it for themselves. I can't tell you how much I watch that happen in front of me. I watch people make decisions that I know are not going to go well in the long term. God, you guys think and the I thing? tell them Screw that. It. And I tell them, I say, hey, <clears> like, <throat> when you go through with this, you're going to complain about it. And I'm not going to feel bad for you because we had this conversation. And they do it anyway. And they come to me and they complain. And I, I am not above saying I told you so. I will 100% say it to you all the fucking time. I love it. But um, it, it it's ridiculous. I, like, 
I made a rule for myself. My like New Year's resolution was I'm not going to feel bad for people's poor decision making abilities anymore. Like if you actively made a choice to do something, I I no longer feel bad for that. Right? There are things that can happen to you that are very unfortunate. And I will 100% sympathize. But if you make a bad decision, and I know that you know that was the wrong decision, that does not weigh on me at all anymore. Yeah. And I've noticed my quality of life improve from that. Yeah. Like I just, I no longer yeah. am like sympathizing with you for it. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say real quick, you yeah, you can't take on the burdens of other people. Like cause I then, agree, because then you are internalizing their feelings, and now for whatever reason you feel like shit when it has nothing to do with you. Exactly, and I like I don't want to sound like you know like some girl on TikTok like I'm I'm an empath you know right but Dude. like. But, like, you you legitimately, whether or not you identify with that bullshit pseudo-psychology of whatever, like, you have friends, you have people that you care about, and you watch them make bad decisions, and you don't want them to feel the way they are because they're, they're good people at heart. And the whole of their life is good, but they make certain decisions that, you know, you don't really agree with. But you're 100% right. Like, you can't bear the weight of other people's problems. Yeah, yeah I want you guys to try one thing. <clears throat> Two things. Well, actually, it's three total words that I use on a daily basis. And let me tell you, sometimes it feels phenomenal. If I watch someone, like, fuck up or whatever, I just look at them and I just go, damn, just keep walking. Or if someone is going to do something to me and I'm like, you know what? I don't really care. I just go, fuck them. And I just keep going. Like, like there was like, the, like there, like there is, there is, there is one kid at the gym. Damn. Zen. Keep walking. Damn. I like that. So like, so like I, so, okay. So I have like, I can, I can. Touch my shoulder and do all this kind of stuff, but I cannot do this with the barbell to squat. Yeah, me right? beat. <laughs> um, dude, that took me forever to get there. Andrew used to yeah. give me so much crap, but I have to hold the bar. So I like to use the bench, uh, uh, and then like put the put the racks in, pull yeah. the bench out, all that kind of fun stuff to yep. squat. Combo rack. And I watched this kid the one day, and I'm like, I, he's is he gonna bench there? Because in my head, I'm like, you're small, like not like being a dick, like you don't you don't ha- you, don't, you, you don't need the fat pad. So go bench on that one, but I'm not gonna be a dick. And I didn't mean for it to come out like out of my mouth. And I looked at him and I went, "Fuck him!" And I walked away. And I went to the other rack. And then, keep going. I was just no, go ahead, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say in any other situation, I would be like, "Ah, like that was shitty." But in the gym, people need to hear that. I I do not want you to feel bad about that one. Bit. Well, I didn't. I, I didn't hear shit like that. I would have never became a better lifter. Well, so was it because like I didn't I didn't like direct it towards him. I was just walking in. Mind you, I worked like 11 hours a day before. I'm like, all I want to do is squat. I'm like, I have to put 600 pounds on my back. I just want to do this and just go home, get my accessories and leave. And I'm like, I'm going to go in. I got to pull a bench. I got to get it all set up. So I get there early. It's because I know I have to take a shit too. So <laughs> necessary. I walk in and the kid had to be like 115 pounds. And I don't think anything more was a 25 on either side. I'm going to sound like a dickhead, I know. And I didn't even direct it towards him. I like looked and I was like, hey, man, are you benching the almost done? He goes, no, I just kind of started, and I went, fuck him. And I just walked directly <laughs> to the back. <laughs> and I just, I just started setting up. Oh, dude, it was so bad. It was, it was so – and to top it off all, Honestly. Cody walks in and goes, I thought you were squatting. I'm like, I am. I'm going to set up back here. He goes, what? you can't use the bench? And the kid walks in, and I can see he's like getting uncomfortable. Now I'm like, then I'm like, fuck, I feel bad. I'm like, nah, it's cool, Cody. Like, it's fine. It'll just be like that. Listen. If you're if if you're gonna go to a real gym, which I encourage you to, because I think in the long run you'll be a better person. Agreed. But it kind of comes back to like consumable short form shit, like yeah. having 
the authority to use the best equipment in the gym is not like you walk in and you're entitled to it. You have to earn your way to the top. Like there is a very definitive pecking order and it's very easy to tell because powerlifting is numerical. It's it is very easy to say he benches more than that guy. It's a fucking number and you can tell what's greater and what's less. In in my humble opinion, there is a definitive pecking order in the gym that should be I, abided I by and shit rolls downhill. Oh yeah. yeah. I agree. But yeah. it, it is a little different if it's not like only a powerlifting gym. I would fair. agree with that you. Very fair That's too. what I was going to yes. say. And yes. I think people should have the respect to acknowledge that like if a kid's 100 pounds and he's benching 100 pounds, he and doesn't he need the fat pad and the strong nicest, man walk in. He doesn't need the nicest rack in the gym when there's one, two, three, four other benches he could use. Well, dude, most people don't even know you can use that to squat. Like, like a couple weeks ago, I came in and I like pulled out the bench and I'm walking it over by like the seal row. And the one guy's like, yo, like, what are you doing? I'm a squad here. He goes, didn't even know that was a squad rack. I'm like, yeah, it's a multi rack. Dude, I mean, most people. He was really innocent about it. Like, it was all cool. I don't know if you're going to see this, but like, yeah, you weren't in any way wrong. I just, dude, just didn't know. Yeah. That one in particular, the bench is so heavy, I bet most people can't even lift it out of the rack. 100%. It's not that heavy. I think you just, like, it, it's, well, it's, well, it's weird getting out. When you compare it to, like, the ER rack, the red one, yeah. that bench is super twice light, much, right? Probably. Yeah. yeah, the Rogue stuff is super overbuilt, which yeah. I think is objectively it's, better, yeah. right? The Rogue stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely than the ER rack. Oh, oh my that, God. No, that definitely yeah. is, for sure. You know how many times I you know, something really scary about those ERX when someone's benching there when they rack it and it jumps back out of the hook yeah, terrifies a me. A millimeter of clearance between the rack and the barbell. Yeah. No, I couldn't. No, I couldn't do Pete it. Pete used to when I would train with with Pete and in shirts. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen him in forever. Yeah. yeah, he was just there the other day actually. Oh, good guy, awesome. I love really him. Really good guy. He is yeah. really nice. Guy. But we used to train together when we were doing shirt work because he was really good in his shirt and I wanted to learn from him. And when I would hand off for him, when I would bring it back in, I would basically just lean back and just hold it into the uprights and mm, let that's it what slide down. Do. Yeah. Cause I was so terrified cause Pete's moving like five, 600 pounds on there and he's, yeah. you know, he's throwing it around really easy, but like I, if it jumps out of the rack, I, you can only be so fast, especially when I'm in my shirt and my arms are like stuck together. I'm like, I'm just I'm with taking that, it for a ride. Yeah, with that weight, you, you're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. Anyway, that yeah. Pete also, to his credit, was very anal about like setting the safeties to the right height. So yeah. he would have always been fine no matter what. But it was still like I don't I don't want it to get to that point. You know. Yeah. No. No one does. Yeah. Oh God. That's... Yeah. I actually. Well, I. Sorry. Go no, ahead. no. 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 Stop. Go. 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 No. I was just gonna say I I went to a meet one time. I was just spectating. It was actually one of Jake's meets, and there oh, was Jake. one guy. guy there benching in a shirt and he probably he had six something on the bar and they they were kind of like looking a little frantic so i volunteered to like help spot the guy and he was going down and i think it was an er rack and he dumped the weight and on the on my side it went over the safety so the safety didn't even catch it but i caught it and the other guys caught it we we did a good job with the spot but it went over the safety, like, to his hip. Yeah. And I was just like, you got to have the right equipment for that. And you got to have you got to have the right people on the sides of that, too. Yeah. Because I don't know if you – I posted a video of me touching, like, pretty light in my shirt for me. Like, so I, I touched 605. I was super stoked about it. If you notice in you the so video, strong. my training partner – what? No, I just said you so strong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. But um, my training partner, Zach, uh, 
he was following the bar the whole way down with his hands because when you're in gear, if something goes wrong, yeah. it's very hard to predict what direction it's going to go, how the material is going to bind up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we would always rather have someone have their hands that close to the bar than like have our hands away for the internet's approval. Yeah. But I get tons of comments Dude, that are I like, would, no, I do it without that. the spotter yeah, yeah, touching yeah. the bar. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, fucking someone I can't even find an open powerlifting. Like, shut yeah. up, dude. Yeah, dude. And realistically, what, you you said 600 pounds or something? Like, yeah. what is his hand going to take off the bar? Three pounds? Like, Well, I mean, also, it, it part of it comes with trust. Like, I know from training with him for a long time that he's not helping me. He doesn't yeah. want to help me. He wants yeah. me to... Because if he was helping me, what the fuck would I gain from that? I'd go bomb at the meat again, right? Like, but it's it's for safety. (laughs) It's yeah, again, uh, it's a hundred percent for safety. And I exactly, I return the favor. I hover a little further away. Um, I I don't know why, but I've also like it's comfortable for you. Yeah, and for some people, like depending on the kind of gear they're wearing, like the volatility of the shirts or whatever. Sometimes I have my hands fully locked around the bar the entire rep because it's like especially if you're learning new gear or if you're in a band shirt and like I see warming up that you're like, you're a little all over the place. I'm not taking that chance with your teeth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's well, common sense. That's going to ruin your day too. So absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you think you... I want to watch that happen under me? Jesus Christ. No, can you imagine like, that's one of the things that I always get terrified of is like when, when, when Zach was like showing me how to like get the bar and like setting everything like a little lower. Yeah. I'm like, dude, if I, if I come up and like it slips out of my hands, like if I'm doing like reverse, whatever it is, like it's just coming right down on my neck. And then I watch you guys, and I'm like, okay, four, four, fit. Like, you guys are in the sevens, and I'm just watching it. And I'm like, huh? If one little slip, like it's just over. Oh my like, god, it's, 100%. it's terrifying. And in all honesty, like hands around the bar or not, like it, like I, I took six eighty five to a one board, uh, like last Tuesday, and if I dro- if I dropped that like out of my hands, Zach could not have caught that, but. What you Both don't biceps. see in that video is Zach has his hands around the bar, and I've got two side spotters who are cupping under the ends of the bar that if that happens, they are right there yeah. ready to go. And we've had dumps in that gym, and we've caught them. Dude, yeah. It falls right into your hands. Yeah, and you're you're ready, and you're, you're paying fucking attention, which yeah. you don't see a lot anymore, no, right? No. Even do the funniest thing, especially like USAPL meets, it's like the spotters don't even know they're supposed to be spotting. It's like watching a, a fucking circus act, dude. They have no clue what's going on. What do you I, mean? Are they just they standing are out there? to lunch. They are just not even paying attention. I, I also did see, actually, at one of my meets, the the last RPS meet I did, they were low on... They didn't have enough spotters or loaders. They had mm-hmm. one spotter. I, I Maybe two, but literally one spotter for squat. And the one of the guys, he... um. No, you know what? They did have two spotters because they didn't have a back spotter. They only had side spotters. And the guy goes down, and he's coming up, and he clearly was failing the lift, and they, like, didn't help him. And then they helped him too late, and and the bar, like, dumped forward over his head. And I'm like, really? Like, if you sign up for a powerlifting meet and you don't have spotters there, like, that's just crazy. Well, dude, we um, we actually – like, uh, Beer Muscles runs a great thing. They're really popular in the USA now. I was telling you before. Mm, Yeah. Dude, we had a. I've actually never. I've never seen it in a strongman meet before because usually, like, people, like even like Ziggy went yeah. there to watch us and support us, and he ended up working because he needed people. Um, so we started with the deadlift, and they started with like um novice men's whatever it was, and there were two bars. There was a trump bar, and then there was like a lighter bar. 
So you could do 100 reps on the on the uh, on the lighter bar, but if you did one rep on the trump bar, it beats out every single rep that other bar did. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they load the weights for the, the novice men's, and then they start doing like middleweight men's. There's like two two thirty one or whatever it was. Um, and the guy goes up to the trump bar, which is was supposed to be this bar, not that bar, and they didn't put the new weights on. So they said, "Athlete ready, you have you have sixty seconds." So he pulls and pulls. He pulls like 10, 11 reps. And then after he's done, they realize, they're like, wait, that's like 405 pounds. His trump bar weight's like 460. That sucks. So this poor guy just did like the lighter weight. And now every single person that pulled the trump bar is smashing this guy. So that was the correct weight for the lighter bar, but it was loaded on that. Yes. Uh, so this poor bar? yeah so the trump bar so like the if Donald you stand trump on bar? that bar over there now let's say it has like only like 555 pounds right you pull that 100 times but then I pulled the 655 bar yeah. once yeah doesn't matter what you did you can just go home and eat your lunch and but if you did so I guess your score if you did one on that and one on that would just be like one plus it would be like 1.1 almost no. right oh no no so well because I saw Cody go he did like I don't know he did like 13 14 15 reps yeah, on a heavy bar, and then I think he did one or two reps on the light bar. That only Does that just, give I th- you anything. I th- maybe it breaks for ties. That's what but I would, like I if would someone say like because if you did the same amount of reps on the heavy bar plus one light rep, yeah, I, would I think that would. I think it's more just getting what you can in the time frame. Got but it. I mean, I, yeah, but that was like the one like misloading thing, and everyone's saying they're like, "Yo, it's hot." This dude's like going to pass out, and now he like they're like, if you want to go again, like you can just go at the end and then pull like the heavy bar, and you just did as many reps as you possibly did, could. Yeah, in a minute. Uh, I I did see one guy there in probably the lightweight class, and I don't think he could lift the lighter deadlift bar, and I just I felt bad. <laughs> yeah, dude, it happens. Shit happens. I speaking of bad spotters, I, I don't want to throw this meat director under the bus because I he's done good things in other respects but he had instructed his spotters and loaders they were using er racks because it was a uspa meet before this director jumped ships and he wanted them to hold on to the er rack with one hand and put the other hand under the collar and i was like the second someone dumps a bar they're going to a probably tear the bicep in this arm because they're not going to be able to catch with one hand. Their brick house is fucked. And b rip the combo rack, like flip it right over onto the lifter. I was like, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. And this dude's been running meets for years. So why that came out of his mouth to them? And then he defended it on social media, and then he took it back when everyone was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I was just like, what? It, do you like that? That's like I feel like that's common sense to not do that. Is that where someone lost a finger? No, I have heard stories that actually happened at Big Dogs I, once. Do you okay. remember Big Dogs? Yeah. So uh, there was a story at Big Dogs. There was a side spotter, and they were in a monolift. Uh, big meet in Australia. If you know, like um, Yuri Belkin used to do it. The Lily Brit- Eric Lilybridge used to do okay. it. Um, yeah. And it was no weight class, right? Yeah, it, it was, was just, just it was open and it total. was like biggest total wins. Yeah. yeah. Which is awesome. I think they yeah, should do more cool, meets that like coolest, that. That was probably the coolest meet I've ever seen. Coolest in general. Coolest raw meet I think ever was, yeah. was big dogs. Maybe now the American pro is production value. But anyways, they were in a monolift and, uh, they monolith had safety chains and someone dumped a bar and the spotter, had their hand inside the chain and the bar dropped on it and cut their finger off 
on the stage, but it's like, what do you do? Yeah. The real answer to that is you don't dump the bar. You should never dump the bar if you're squatting. Yeah. The only time it's acceptable is if you have like catastrophic injury. Like you yeah. blew both your knees apart. There is no coming back from it. Yeah. Everything is lost. Yeah. If you're just missing a lift, the spotters take you back up with it. You are still responsible for that bar. It, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I guess unless you like literally lose balance and you're falling. Yeah. I guess if that's it, the other accidents scenario, happen, but... I'm not going to pretend like they don't, but like. If you're just like I'm gonna miss a weight, you can't dump the bar. No, you, yeah, it's it's dangerous it's to yourself dangerous. and everyone else around yeah. you. There was a there was a good lift I saw. I don't remember who it was, but I think the the squat was a little over a thousand, um, and he fell to the bottom. But like because the spotters were so good from the back and the two side spots, I you wouldn't even think it was like a thousand pounds in their hand. Yeah, it was right like up. the the athlete was lifting with the bar, and you had the side and, and literally, dude, I'm telling you, it like they under it came up. Racked. Guy walked off perfectly yeah, fine. Like that and like, yeah, exactly. That's how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't do that if you dump the fucking bar off your back and like try no. to squeak out of it. But dude, like, it's cool if you do that. Everyone hears like all the weights slam yeah. on the ground and they all look at me and see how big I am. You look like, real fuck you know, you know, real saying, fucking like, fuck pathetic off. missing a squat and dumping the bar. Like, holy shit. It's a yeah. great way to announce to the gym that you couldn't squat the weight. That's how I look at it, right? At the same meet where they had only two spotters. <laughs> There was. Wait, a, there was. Wait, wait, they had two spotters. Two. There were only two spotters for the whole meet. Okay. So, like for oh squat, there should be three. Yes. There were only two, and there was a handful of geared lifters, not too many, but this one guy. He first of all, he was purple, and he actually had a suit that looked just like your uh, your front's squat suit. Nice. Um, nice. And anyway. He walked. He, for some reason, he was walking it out too. I don't know if he had to. I think. I think that was because they didn't have enough people to run the mono. Are you serious? I'm pretty sure. I would. I would have changed. He bench took only like right there. three steps back, and you could see him tipping back, and then he he let the bar go, and he was fucking <sighs> furious. I remember he came back, and I guess he had a crew of guys with him, and he was like. It's like, nobody's taking my fucking knee wraps off. He's like, what is this, our first fucking meet? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, but, yeah, the, that's just. Walking out and multiply is yeah, all but sound. impossible. I mean, if you want to blaze that trail, be my guest, but I'm not going to be following you in that one. Like, yeah. the, the gear is just so restrictive, and there's yeah. so much of it. Like, I can at least understand single ply. Yes, it's worn tighter, but. You know, there's no canvas. It's all poly. It's a bit stretchier, so you might have a little more, you know, movement. But he was definitely wearing not. canvas. Yeah, that's that now sounds that I know like a hell. About gear. Canvas is pretty easy to identify. I can't even imagine like diaper. walking because yeah. I've seen like videos of like this like this like one young woman. I think she was young. I don't know. Um, she was like like squat squat suit, and she had like her knees were wrapped, and the guy is literally carrying her. From the back on the with, with, with her belt, <laughs> walking her to the platform, and then she gets under squats, comes back, like waddles, and then he goes and just carries her off stage. Sounds awesome. I love that. I would love to not have to walk up to the bar. Are you kidding? <laughs> if I could have an assisted preserve walk up to the monolift, yeah. Well, yeah, she was so your small. Energy. Like it didn't matter. I saw in my first multiply meet. Uh, the guys from LAXC Barbell were there, and they had a uh, lighter lifter. I want to see it was like a 148, and okay. they put him in his deadlift suit. They had a, 
Bob Merck in front of him with the front two straps and Alan Pilly behind him, and they picked him up and just let him dangle down into it. It was yeah. he got in in like five seconds. It was awesome. Well, dude, they dated that at World's Strongest Man. I think in like 2018, 2019, they had like it's a forklift. Oh my. They did not have forklifts. Oh, I bet yeah, they, they did. did. They put they put I the suits. Remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They put they they got exactly like, what you do with the barbell and the squat rack. Oh my god, they that's what they do. Love that idea. They they put they put the things on the on the on the, uh, on the yeah they wrap the straps. Yeah, I love that. Oh and then they just I they got, like that. they climb in and they just hang there for a little bit. Dangle. But the, there was like a video of like the one guy that like, his friends like left him in there, so he's just hanging in his deadlift suit. And mind you, this guy's like 400 pounds. He's just like, get me out. Get me out. He can't touch the ground. Or it was fantastic. Dangling. Dude, it was great. Yeah. 10 out of 10. I, getting our gear, we, we hang from something. All of our briefs have loops on them, and we have either, we'll either use a carpet puller that we put in a J-hook and hook the briefs into that, or we, um, I use one of my training partners, Julian, had this guy like bend these steel rods for him, and they're like, shaped like that oh, those are custom yeah That's they're cut they're custom and uh i i put those through the hooks of my briefs and hang in them and then to get in the squat suit just like what kyle said i go up to the monolift and we crank the monolift up and i put my suit straps over the bar and sit into it or i have someone strap me in all the way and just dangle the angle the dangle yeah it's, it's <laughs> i'm the, sorry the so I, I feel what? bad because like, a lot of you're just telling stories. I'm just like peanut gallery over here. Do, do, you, have a, do you have a good <laughs> like, y'all? Like, like it's what? Do you have a good y'all? What do you mean a good y'all? A y'all. What's, what's I, a y- I believe that's like the ratio of the angle. I have to, never heard angle. that before. Oh it, was, it was from I've South Park. I've never heard it called the y'all. It was from South Park. It was a really stupid oh. thing. Oh, my God. I never really watched South Park. I don't I was, watch it now, but when I was like a kid, it was funny. It was yeah. funny. Like, see, I grew up like... Like Boondocks, I watched like a lot of like. I never watched that. That's oh. a good one. I yeah, it's okay. My mom always like hated. She called them like adult cartoons, like Family Guy, and Robot Simpsons. Chicken. Not oh my god, she'd probably have an aneurysm if she saw yeah. Robot Chicken or like Aqua Teen Hunger Force, right? But, oh like, my god. Uh, <laughs> oh well, she was like, god. they're so dumb. Like Family Guy is so dumb. Like it's he's a baby. Why can he talk? But then she liked South Park, and I'm like, that's the dumbest of adult cartoons. Like yeah, th- it's like suck my dick. Wait, what is it? What, 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 what is what is the thing that he says? Suck my balls, Mr. Garrison. Yeah. What'd you say? <laughs> suck my balls. <laughs> Suck my balls. Yeah, like that's undoubtedly like the dumbest adult cartoon. But what was funny was my mom's like evidence for, or her like reasoning was like, well, adult cartoons are dumb. Like they're not like intelligent. And I'm like, South Park is the least intelligent of adult yeah. cartoons. I'm watching half of my screen is South Park and half of it is someone jumping around in the Minecraft server. Oh my uh, god! Uh, it's like yeah, it's like it a South Park Subway clip and Subway Servers. Yeah. Yes, it's the same. It's the same thing. You ever wait? Yeah. Real quick, real quick. You ever see those videos? I spend. I'll watch the full ten minutes every time. It doesn't matter. It's someone jumping around the full screen, jumping around in like a, in like the Minecraft server. Yeah. But they're explaining a Reddit. It's like yeah, oh why my I fucked oh my, my sister's god. best friend, and, and it's reading it in like an AI voice. Yes, right? yes. That, that is the lowest form of content. But I watch it every time. I've like I yes. just, it gets you. Yes, yes. Okay, cool. It, it's it's just it, hook line and sinker, dude. Yeah. It like they they get you with like the tagline of whatever the Reddit title is. Mm-hmm. It's like why I slept with my sister's dog. Like it's something stupid like yeah. that. And then it's like. I, why am I watching like a dude, Minecraft yeah. server? Run dude, right they now? got me. They got me good. There was an ad. <laughs> no, bro, they got me good. I watched the whole ad. Didn't know it was an ad. Oh my god! And it was it was the Minecraft thing. So like it was like why like I should invest. Why I started investing in this, and I was like, okay, it's gonna be like a messed up ending. So 
I'm watching this guy bounce around the Minecraft server, and I'm just kind of like, you know, feet up in my bed, like half naked, and watching this, and then I'm like, wait, why does it say add at the bottom? I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah, I go to the comment section. They, they really go, bro, you. fam, you got me, bro. I watched this twice. It's like, have you have you seen the memes? And it's like, this movie's boring as hell. I need a Family Guy Funny Moments compilation to get through this. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, class boring as hell. I need a Family Guy Funny Moments to get through this. Like that shit. It's or like, like, yeah. It's, but like, the picture is, it's like, they've got like an Xbox, a computer, uh-huh. and like a phone, and a laptop, YouTube video set up, and it's like, I need all of these screens to prevent the possibility of a thought entering my head. Like, yeah. that's it. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> 100%. Funny enough, though, with the the Minecraft thing, me, me and Roman were sending each other these memes for a while, where like, when AI, like, first exploded with like, ChatGPT and all that, and people were making the, it was, it was... As if, um, like Trump and Obama and Biden were in a Minecraft were server so together, funny. and it's Those the funniest so thing funny. ever. Oh my god! What's up, B Rock? What's going on today? Yeah, dude, yeah. I love that. I, those are I hilarious. Sleepy Joe, you couldn't mine mine diamonds if you tried, <laughs> like something like that. Joe, it's on Y equals fourteen. Just strip mine, and you'll find them. Like it's so funny. Dude, those I, were amazing. All right, Obama, I'm coming to save you, <laughs> bro. That actually. <laughs> That actually like freaked out a lot of people though. Oh yeah, because well the consequences of that technology the, are insane. Yeah, I don't, well, I can't believe you can't believe anything you see anymore. Well, online. well, well, you know what they're doing now for this upcoming election? It's like they're they're putting like I don't know, I don't, I don't, like I don't know how much fake. money. They're literally putting people out there to just look for defakes. Because the thing is, is like, did you see the one video with um with Biden like declaring like nuclear war on Russia? Was that the one where he didn't blink? I don't. Remember I haven't that seen it, but I I believe there's a video of that. Well, out dude, there now. It, it was viral on like Twitter. Like I, someone sent it to me. Like, oh, look at this defect. I'm like, no, that's dangerous. Like that, yeah, I thought it was real for a yeah, very dude. dangerous. Like, right. And I'm not. I mean, I'm kind of stupid, but like, I'm not like dumb in that regard. <laughs> well, I'm like, yeah. dude, that's you, like, dangerous. Like into that shit. Like it. I mean, how do you even like you said? Like, how do you believe anything anymore? Yeah, to be careful. And it, it's like, insane. Especially like we're pretty used to seeing. Because, like, how videos get compressed and reposted, they don't always look the best. Yeah. But you still see them, and you can hear someone's voice and recognize that yeah. it's real. But now, like, when AI can easily create a not-that-great-video, like, how do you discern it? Like, yeah. if they're both pixelated and processed and processed down and processed down, like, what do you do? Well, there's this whole thing. Have you ever heard of the phenomenon called Uncanny Valley? Yeah. Okay. No. Okay, so Uncanny Valley is, like, let's say... So you know what my face looks like, yeah? Yeah. So you can determine I have a human face. Mm. Now, you know how you can look, look at, like, dolls or you can look at, like, scary images and, like, yeah. that's a human, it's, but it's not a human. Yeah, it's representative of a human, yeah, but there's you can like, tell there's, like, the proportions are off. Yeah, there's, like, receptors. Uncanny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uncanny. Okay. There's receptors in your brain, like, actually triggering fear. Like, they, they died. This is all documented. And when you see like that kind of face, like yeah, it's just face, like your brain's face. going skinwalker. Yeah. It's uncanny. Don't do that to me. No, <laughs> listen, bro. Don't. We're not. No, we're not. Just going real to quick. It. It's so funny. I was just gonna say it's always like the videos of skinwalkers or UFOs or something like that, and it's the worst quality video every time. No oh matter yeah, what. yeah, yeah. Yo, Jake or right, Logan Paul. I know you're not gonna hear this because we're only at like fifty-five thousand. But like, dude, release the UFO. Release the video. <laughs> Anyways, I do want to just say I have seen at least one UFO in my life. Really? But we can brush over that for now. I want to hear what you were saying. No. Yeah, like dead serious. 
Really? Yeah, I was actually driving to the gym in town that, that night. Oh, my God. Jim and Amy are aliens. I can go over it real quick. Everything yeah, goes please. back we, to we, 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 we have at least three minutes before i got to wrap this up. So. All right. So I'm driving down the road, like very straight road, um, just one lane on this side, two lanes on the other side. I look ahead of me. It's it's nighttime. It's like 7, 7, 7.30. Um, looking ahead of me, I see this super bright light like up a little bit and I kind of thought it was a street light but it looked like way brighter than a street light <clears throat> like perfect circle uh, but I could tell it wasn't like perfect circle facing me like as if it was like a circle here and I could kind of see it above me um, like the brightest possible light I could ever see like white pure bright light I'm staring at it and I'm like is that the moon is that a street light and I'm looking at it, and then all of a sudden, it takes off directly away from me, faster than you can comprehend, and kind of turned into a star and then was gone. That's weird. Like, and actually, <clears throat> I, while I was looking at it, I thought it was a street light because I noticed this kind of, like, aura of bluish light coming down from it. So almost like a spotlight, wherever it was yeah. over top, Dude, was coming down. Up? Hmm? Who's picking something up? I don't know. But I'm looking at it. And like I said, it literally went from, like, it looked like the size of the moon in the sky and just moved faster than I've ever seen or could comprehend anything move, like, as if it was moving at the speed of light. And it went directly away from me and disappeared. That's weird. That's really fucked. I yeah. need to see this. Dude, I just, I want to have an experience like that. I want to see something that's just totally unexplained. Yeah. I would love to see that, a UFO and, like, believe it, you know? That so, was, yeah. I saw something else one time. It could have been a shooting star or something, but. Like like airplanes in the night sky, like shooting stars? So I thought it was an airplane. It, it, no, it looked like an airplane, but it was moving so, so fast that it, like, it looked like it was moving at 100 times the speed of an airplane. I mean, that's insane. If you believe your eyes, if, like. 10, 10 million, million fireflies. Like lit up the sky. <laughs> no, you missed the joke just right before you said no, that. No, I, I, oh, I got okay. it. I just let it slip. Oh, I you never let it slip. If you, if you had one shot, any opportunity, you should, you should take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, um, so I, but no, that is scary. I that does sound wild. Was insane. I wholeheartedly was... believe you because it's you. And yeah. I know yeah. that you would have nothing to gain from lying to me about that. But like no. in the back of my head, because I haven't experienced it, I'm always like, well, maybe it was like this, that, or the other. There's yeah. A rational explanation, whatever. But like, like he's, I want to, I want to see it for myself someday. Like I would love to see a UFO. That'd be awesome. I want to yeah. fuck an alien. Shut up. Dude, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, come on. You haven't Whoa. thought of it? Well, one time. Do they even have anything fuck fuckable? I don't know, man. As soon as I just have those bro thoughts, I think the I think the idea is that they're these higher beings and they've kind of evolved past the human need for sex and dude, that Roman, kind of thing. Poor Roman's gonna leave you be like, dude, Matt, get a life, bro. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> we weren't gonna get into conspiracies, but it, well, it, was, it was inevitable. With well, all we've of been us. doing this for almost an hour fifteen now, so yeah. after arrival, I have to go chef and like. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. Fun. So, I gotta hit the gym. Gentlemen, why are you gonna hit the gym? Just go in it and like work out. Shut up. Yeah, don't get mad. <laughs> I, I, oh, man, it'll be a very calm workout. Oh, God. You know, you should listen to I, while you're there. You should listen to the new song Viking by Slaughter to Prevail. So, I, I know Slaughter to Prevail, yeah. 
He just came up with his new songs. He's been living in Florida. It sounds like Gator. It's just me there. I'll probably put some Skinner on. But yeah, if there's okay. other people, maybe slurry prevail. <laughs> well, boys, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Um, this has been a great time. Thank you for making me laugh. I've had a great time. This is great. I'm going to be in a great mood all day. Good. Um, but seriously, we'll do this again. Uh, you know, no. um, RPE, FML, Roman dot mustachio. Roman dot J dot M. I'm J. never J. on there, but okay. RPE, FML, if you want to find me. And then Mr. Zess, I don't know your – I've done his, his like a million times. So I should just know it. Just Big Zess. Big, Big Zess. Zess B-I-G-Z-E-S. Big Zess in the cabana. Big Zess in the cabana? Big Zess in the cabana. All right, well, guys, we come out every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. These guys will come out in like a week or two. I uh, know that that matters to you. You're seeing it on that Wednesday, so – Everything that I'm saying doesn't make any sense. So, um, thank you for everything, guys. And this room was at 60,000 people. So, Nuts. this is cool. We're doing great. Yeah, um, awesome. But, guys, thank you so much. Thanks thank for having you. me, man.